This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. DieselPowerProducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Another week. We're here. We did it. Yeah. We're alive. Still on iTunes, I think. Yeah, we're on iTunes. I checked. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Welcome back to America's Diesel Podcast, brought to you by Diesel Power Products, the best diesel podcast in the galaxy. Yep. Uh, we found out that we actually rank pretty well, and I'd like to thank all of you for that. I was going to thank people. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in all honesty, you know, seriously, we're moving up in the ranks. Uh, I think that's awesome. And honestly, it's all to you listeners out there that are, that are that can put up with me and Ben for, you know, 25 to 45 to maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on the day and what we're talking about. But, you know, and but seriously, I, I, we really thank you guys. We want to keep this thing rolling. We want to keep moving up in those ranks. We, we have a goal, um, which we haven't talked about, but here mm-hmm. we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, we want to be number one. That's that's our that's our goal. I mean, you know. Yeah, go big or go home. I will say there there is room for all of us, but I want to be number one. It, yeah. does that make sense? Like, yeah. it, like I'm not trying to be a jerk or like that, but yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> and I'll be honest, like the other diesel podcasts, I listen to you guys. I love you guys. I think we're all on the same page. Yeah, but we're the only ones talking about seven threes. So, so deal yeah, with it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, and again, we're we're still keeping this rolling. Um, I kind of do. I kind of do phases of these shirts once I get mm-hmm. like a good, you know. 20 30 of them then i start sending and i send out a mass so um so yeah keep sending the reviews in send them to tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com make sure to include a picture of your truck t-shirt size and the address to send it to five star review of course and uh and uh we'll get you some free swag absolutely um make sure to check us out on google play soundcloud itunes spotify uh if you didn't know when you're listening to this on your itunes or whatnot this is a show like we actually post these on youtube um, where you can actually comment and we comment back to you and all that kind of good stuff. I feel like we need to up our like our, our tabletop game, like some accessories, maybe some, yeah. some visualizations. 
that, yeah. I mean, you know, I was looking around my office. I was like, well, I got my deer head that we can put in here. <laughs> you know, just like just some, you know, some. Oh, cool I feel like stuff. I need a laser, like a pointer. Oh, bam! I've got, I've got a pointer. All right. Well, there's the antenna off the Honda. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, so uh, back, uh, one thing before we get into today, I was looking at reviews today. Oh. And we've, I know we've talked about there. There's like two one star reviews in there. Which, okay, and for some reason, we can't find those one-star reviews. I'm going to give you guys a pass, okay? I'm going to say maybe He's you just going to give like me a us. pass. Uh, I'm going to say, for you viewers out there, if you know who put that one-star review, send me their address, name, social security <laughs> number, whatever you got. Yeah, whatever you got. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. But the one that irks me, <laughs> the one that really grinds my gears. two-star. We have one two-star <laughs> review. What a jerk. What a jerk. You guys suck, but not, eh. Nobody does two stars. Two stars, a three, a one, or a five. Maybe a four. Yeah, a two is like two is like really, really. <sighs> why don't you just put the one? Just put the one. Yeah, just like you know, like taking a like a, taking a cow out that you're gonna process for meat. You can shoot him in the leg, or you can <laughs> just shoot him in the back of the head. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hope he dies. Like shoot me in the head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, whoever that one person is. Hope you got a good life insurance policy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're Total not coming joke. for you. You do what you got to do, man. Today. Yeah, t- yeah today. <laughs> so so t- this episode, um, I'm surprised we haven't done this earlier. Yeah. Because it's kind of a, like a prevalent problem. It, we, I get probably at least three or four calls on this a day, and it never yeah. occurred to me to actually just do an episode on it. But today we are talking, obviously, about some turbos, but specifically the HE351VE or variable geometry vane VGT style turbo on the 67 Cummins engine. Yeah. So 07 and a half and newer, they all have a uh, well, 07 and a half to 12 has a variation of an HE351 uh, VE and then 13 and up they they changed a couple of things, mostly electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still the basic same design and all that. So today we're going to kind of go over what what happens to them, why they fail. Um some of the things that you can do to prolong the life of them. And, and then we'll talk about some alternatives um, that you can kind of go with on those trucks to hopefully make it last longer. But I will premise all that with, it comes down to maintenance, maintenance, a lot of it comes down to maintenance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not all of it, but a lot of it comes down to maintenance. And then we also have products that help refine the engine. So it, it, burns cleaner because as you're going to hear when we talk about this it's it's really all about soot yeah i mean that's essentially all it's about so if you can get the engine to burn cleaner with whether it be tuning or airflow enhancements or whatever it may be um you're going to extend the life of that turbo so um i guess we'll just get into it here um as far as the you know he351ve obviously variable geometry turbo um in a nutshell, basically is a, a charger that at low RPM acts like a small turbo. And then as RPM increases, it changes itself to a, a larger turbo. So it, it can it can maintain good boost throughout the RPM range while still allowing for the truck to burn as clean as possible. Because it has to uh, for the emissions that are on the truck. You don't want to like if let's say if you had a you know a completely stock six seven Cummins and you just put a a, a non VGT turbo on it you're gonna plug your filters up very very quickly mm-hmm. very very quickly and that's kind of one of the main reasons why uh, all these manufacturers especially with emissions 
went to a VGT style turbo. Uh, they need that bottom because with any older diesel, as anybody knows that owns one is, you know, when you take off with one of those trucks, um, your turbo's not spooled up right away. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a little bit of soot coming out the tailpipe. Even on stock trucks, you're going to see some of that. Um, and when you go into a truck that has emissions and those filters in the exhaust, um, you, you got to eliminate that somehow. So that's when a VGT turbo came along. Which VGT turbos have been around for quite some time. I and mean, they've been on mm-hmm. gas engines and all sorts of different things um, for quite a while. Um, they're, in theory... And, and most of the time, I'm going to say most of the time in operation, because there's like Duramaxes, they mm-hmm. seem to last quite a while. Like, so LLY and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, six liters, yeah, they have their problems, but they're still a pretty pretty decent turbo. I mean, there's yeah, a I couple mean, little can, upgrades. You can sit up the unison rings a little bit, but it's, yeah. and I think I know where you're going with the next part there. But yeah, yeah. They, they're not as like troublesome. Yeah, as yeah. the 6.7 turbo design. And mm-hmm. the, the main thing, okay that uh, and like i mentioned in the very beginning it's soot okay so the way that the six seven turbo actuates the exhaust housing instead of having like a six o or a a um a duramax six six duramax where you have these like individual veins that are moving they also sometimes i think vnt variable VN, nozzle yes, technology too yeah. okay yeah yeah. There's a whole lot of so, acronyms. For yeah. So the one that I, I really want to compare compare the HE351VE to is like the 6.0 design because that's, mm-hmm. I think, the one that most people can um, sort of relate to and, and kind of visualize yeah. uh, where you've got all these veins around the exhaust, um, you know, along the exhaust wheel of the turbo that will change so they're either open or they're closed so when they're closed they're small when they're open they're big mm-hmm. and they will again fluctuate with with rpm that design seems to be a little bit more resilient to soot versus the he351 um and it for you listeners out there this is gonna be kind of tough to visualize i would highly recommend there's a ton of youtube videos that show actually the if you pulled if you were to pull the exhaust housing off and hook the turbo up to a a computer that has software that uh, calibrates them you can actually watch the way that this turbo actuates and it's it's basically if you look at the circumference of the if you took the all right, let me back up. If you took the exhaust housing off of the turbo, mm-hmm. you're going to obviously see a like a backing plate, right? That the wheel sits in the middle and you've got this larger diameter area around the wheel. And essentially there's a cone that is the 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 diameter of the larger the larger base plate of the mm-hmm. of the exhaust side of the turbo that goes up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's it's big. It's it's like, I don't know, like that big. I don't know, four inches, five, four and a half inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's that whole four point six nine inches. Four point six nine. Yeah. Okay, my meter's off here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that whole thing slides up, and that is a lot of surface area that you can get soot built up. Mm-hmm. And soot and heat are the killer of these turbos and so what happens is over time let's say there's a guy that's not using his exhaust brake that's just maybe idling it a lot maybe he goes in in the morning and warms up his truck for 15 20 minutes and then drives it to work you know 10 miles and Mm -hmm. and parks it um that's going to be very susceptible for that that whole the whole the the what do you want to call it? The VGT actuator, whatever they the actually VGT call it. ring. I'm sure there's it's probably a real. It's, a co- yeah, a it's like they call it a cone or whatever. That that thing can get stuck. And that little electric motor that's actuating that can only mm-hmm. do so much. Um, and, and so what happens is, is that turbo will either be stuck in a position or it can't get to the full positioning that it's, that, that it's calling for. And so that's when you start getting issues with your exhaust brake not working or you get... 
Uh, you know, maybe if it's stuck like midway, you're getting poor, you know, uh, a turbo spool up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that is the, the main, as far as the functionality of the turbo, the, not electronic side, just the, the mechanical side of it that, that screws up mm-hmm. now. And there's plenty of people, like I know a guy that I used to work with at the, uh, at a, at a Dodge dealership working on these, you know, diesel trucks when kind of when they first came out, uh, he had bought a truck and, um, he had a turbo issue with it. It was a, like an, oh, it was a, oh, nine, I think it was oh nine six seven Cummins. And he, you know, he was getting the codes like these P I should have looked this up P like 2151 or something. That's like no turbo boost detected. Mm-hmm. And when you worked at the dealer, it was so funny because they would, you would, if it, a turbo clean has already been done, which is literally like an aerosol can with a steel braided line that would and don't you have to in. drill and tap your own hole in it? They, you used to have okay. to, you, in the very beginning, these turbos didn't have a service port on the top. Mm-hmm. for you to do the cleaning so there's literally literally <laughs> there's literally a jig that like dealers have that installs you take the turbo speed sensor out and this jig installs with the same bolt of the turbo speed sensor and it has a little slot where you put your drill bit you drill out the turbo and you literally draw a turbo <laughs> on the truck which is it's like really you want me to do that um and then you would drill it, you would tap it, and then you would put in this. There, it was basically just a steel braided line with a ball valve um, that would you would hang from the hood with an aerosol like the can that would screw into the end and a ball valve. And then you would, in the beginning, all you did was run the truck at an idle with this, and then you would turn this thing, and the truck would smoke like a oh, like just crazy, right? And uh, it would clean the turbo that way. But then over time, they developed a software that would that would actually. As you're doing the turbo clean, it would move that ring or that mm-hmm. cone as you're doing the cleaning. Uh, so it was a little bit more effective that way. Yeah. Um, but it's it's <laughs> the turbos now have that. So once you've once you've done the cleaning and you've done all the the the, the basic things to it, it was either um, it would basically just replace the turbo. <laughs> yeah. Came back, like you would just replace the turbo. Um, so that you know my my buddy this buddy of mine that works at a dealer still to this day. You know, he got that code, and I'm, like, telling him, like, you know, it's probably just soot. It's probably just soot. He's like, well, has anybody, like, taken these things apart and just, like, cleaned them really good? I'm like, well, I'm sure they that's what they do, but, I mean, you know, up to you if you want to try that. Like, I've never done one. Mm-hmm. Well, he did it, and he's still running on that same turbo today. Nice. After he took it apart and cleaned it. Now, I don't recommend that to most people. Keep in mind, uh, this, is, this is a guy that works at a dealership. He and he's been working there for, like, 20, 25 disposal. years. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, he, he, he knows, you know, kind of what to do and what not to do. And he knows how things work and that sort of thing. So you can get away with doing that. I wouldn't recommend, you know, I would only recommend doing that is if you already bought a replacement turbo, maybe a brand new one that didn't have a core mm-hmm. and you want to, you know, have maybe a spare, then yeah, play with it, take it apart and clean it up. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, you know, there's, you're going to see issues out there on these turbos. Uh, I mean, we've even experienced, I've experienced it myself driving back from Salt Lake city with a, our race truck on the back. I, blew a turbine wheel completely off of the uh of the of the turbo it was literally in the muffler (laughs) um so i mean there's there's other issues they have really small shafts like that was one of the biggest issues with them especially with horsepower Mm -hmm. the shafts are just small uh so and that's where you can run into issues with literally blowing a wheel off Mm -hmm. so yeah they uh, that's another issue you're probably going to read about it's not as prevalent as the vgt sticking mm-hmm. uh i mean most guys that are building horsepower 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 with these trucks they're, they're yeah. it's gone 
Um, the- so, so on side note, a lot of these uh, images that we're talking about, like Tyra's trying to describe, um, I'm going to make sure that we post some links, especially like in the uh, on the YouTube video, um, some links of some images that you can look at because it, it yeah. is hard to describe. Yeah. But it, it's... When you see it, yeah. you'll go, oh, okay, that's what that he's talking about. That makes sense, about. yeah. Um, so that's kind of the ma- main mechanical issue with them. Uh, the second thing is the electronics. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we get calls on the most is is, is the electronics. Um, the kind of the first generation of them, you know, and I tried finding exactly what the problem. I mean, I'm sure I probably could have made a couple phone calls, but I was a little busy today. So, <laughs> so um, of what actually fails in them, but... The first generation of them kind of, I mean, they were prone to failure. They were prone to failure if you're getting a reman one. Yeah. Okay. Um, And again, I wish I knew exactly what was failing in them. It's, I mean, it's electronics. They fail. It's probably some cruddy, you know, Chinese. I always kind of looked at it as like, if you look at the, how the actuator is working, it's an electronic motor trying to turn a gear with not a whole lot of reduction. And there's also... You got to understand this turbo is water cooled along with yeah. oil. Okay. And so you've got two main seals on this actuator that is that are rubber seals that are holding coolant back from the electronics. Now, if one of those seals, and this is right, this is where heat kind of plays a mm-hmm. factor because if you've got a truck that's getting really hot, obviously hot, you know, hot engine and rubber ain't going to mix. Hold on. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. Yeah. So we've got a turbo. Pretty much where all the heat is on the engine. Yeah. Pretty much damn near like in the hot You've got exhaust spot. housing. That's got exhaust housing. hotter than hell. You've got coolant flowing through there yeah. with rubber to seal it. And it has to move from an electronic signal all yeah. on the hottest part of the engine. Yeah. So Success. you see what happens there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I could imagine probably a lot of them, maybe some seals fail where, where if any coolant gets into that cavity where that electronic actuator is. Obviously, everybody knows electronics and, and moisture yep. don't mix. <laughs> they don't mix at all. And so actuators fail. Um, if you're going to replace an actuator and just an actuator, two things. One, make sure you have the tool to calibrate the turbo. Yes. I don't care what you read online about setting the vane at a certain position. And here's the thing. you And I... I don't know if this is the actual... I can only imagine this is the case. You don't know what the actuator is at. You only know what the turbo is at because mm-hmm. the turbos, um, the what they call like the armature for it, which is just like a... Imagine taking like a quarter of a gear, just a quarter of the, you know, the teeth, right? And then you've got... It's an arm that comes down that's got like a, you know, a quarter of the teeth of a mm-hmm. circle on it. And that's, it's, and that's what does a sort of, I don't know, it's not even a full 180. It's like a, what would you consider that? Like a, I don't know. A, it's it's like a, a little bit more than, I think it's a little bit more than 90 degrees, isn't it? A little bit more, yeah, I would say yeah. a little bit more than 90 degrees. So this thing doesn't move all that much. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, and that, that <laughs> gear is is controlled by an electronic servo. Yes. Or an electronic yeah. motor. And as we all know, like when you overload a small electronic motor, it doesn't just sit there and kind of like try and work through. It's not mechanical. It'll yeah. just, you overload it enough times where it goes, eh, and it's done. And especially when you've already got a soot issue mm-hmm. to where that, that cone is having trouble sliding. Again, once you start, I've got this old Harbor Freight drill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you overload that thing, she starts putting out some smoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine what the electronics are doing inside that turbo as it's trying to move this armature. But Right it's next to a whole bunch of coolant and hot oil. And, yeah. Hot, and, and just, it's, just a, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, 
so so seals can fail also i, I you know there's i'm sure there's some electronic thing that fails in them that they probably figured out was a bad thing Oh, that's what I was talking about. The two things, if you're going to, if you're going to replace an actuator on your own, the two things that you got to look at one, do you have a tool to calibrate it? Mm -hmm. And two, buy a new one. Yes. I mean, that literally is my best piece of advice to you. The newest ones, they've actually kind of retrofitted like the 13 and up ones with Mm -hmm. an adapter uh, cable um, that'll allow you to run a newer style VGT actuator on, you know, a turbo from an 07 half to 12 truck. Um, So if you're going to do just an actuator again, Make sure you got the tool to calibrate it. Secondly, get a new one. Or if you're gonna, if you're gonna save the money, um, and I don't want to bash any because we sell everything from a, a reman. Um, we had a reman flight systems one, a reman rotomaster to mm-hmm. reman whole set. If you're gonna get one, get a reman whole set. Yeah. Um, we sell actually quite a few turbos that have a reman whole set on there, and they seem to last an okay amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um. And then what we're going to, we'll talk about later what you can do to kind of expand the lifespan of them. But, um, but if you're going to get one, either new whole set or new or, uh, or a, a whole set, actual reman by whole set, not by someone else. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give our, so from the sales side of things, and if you were to call in and if any of you have called in and talked to us, we've all probably told you this exact same thing, but as far as actuators go, it is very appealing to go with something that's a lot cheaper. And I totally understand that. Yeah. And they do have a warranty on them. And I would say most of the time they do end up getting covered under warranty, but here's the killer, the downtime. You're yeah. going to have to take that actuator off, send it in for inspection, and then they're going to figure out the guys who manufacture it, if it's a manufacturer's defect or not. Yeah. Excuse me. The 99% of time when these don't get covered by warranty it's because of coolant contamination because they weren't taken off properly. Yeah. And then your truck's been down this whole time. The actuator's not covered. Yep. And you're mad at us. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's it. Obviously, we didn't make the part, but like it just, it, it's, we try and give as much good advice as we can in the beginning. Yeah. So that's why we always recommend, even if, and we're going to get to the like what turbo that we recommend and all that kind of stuff. If you're going to be getting an actuator, either get like a new actuator or reman by whole set. If you're getting a turbo, even if you get a reman turbo, Make sure it has a new actuator on it. Yeah, and, okay. and guys need to understand too. And like, the, it's almost one of those. It's almost kind of impossible to take an actuator off of off of a, a truck with a turbo still in, installed and knock it coolant where it's not supposed to go. Even if you drain enough of the Even coolant you out, it, you're still going to get some in there. You're still going to get. And some they in will there. literally. I, we get these pictures daily. Yeah. Uh, and if there's coolant contamination in there, they won't even test it because even if it was truly bad they can't test it now because there's cool in it exactly it, it just exactly it, it's it's a rough spot to be in so if you're going to take an actuator off a turbo take the turbo off the truck first make sure all the coolant's out of it and maybe set it upright to the point where everything's draining down on one side so mm-hmm. you don't because when you have a turbo on an on an engine when you take let's say you take you start taking because there's four screws that hold this thing on you start taking the top two screws off and then start loosening those bottom two. And if there's any coolant in there, guess where it's going to go? It's going to go right into that cavity where that electronic actuator is. Mm-hmm. And it's it, you're, it's not going to be a good time. So yeah. um, that's kind of it as far as, you know, what happens with them. I mean, there's – I wish we had more, like, visualizations that we can kind of show you. That, we, that way we could have talked about. But uh, like I said, there's, there's actually a really good article by Driving Line. 
Yeah. Uh, about I got the know, link right here. I'm gonna I'll post yeah, he's it. He's gonna if post it. Check out our YouTube video, and I'll post it in the, in the description of the YouTube video. Yeah, they talk about they talk about kind of all VGT turbos, mm-hmm. um, but there's a really good section about the HE351VE. And if you want to see how they operate, literally search in YouTube HE351 Turbo Explained. That's all you got to. That's all you got to search. Or make sure you try and include either VGT oh, or VE. In I'm sorry. Well. Yeah, HE351VE. Because you may be thinking to yourself right now. Yeah. HE351, Sorry. that's basically the same turbo from like... like 04 and a half to 07 or yeah. 03 to 07. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, that was up. my mistake. I'm sorry. I'm Dang sorry. It, Tyler. <laughs> so take a while um, yeah <laughs> so yeah there's great uh, there's guys out there's a ton of i was looking at them today there's a ton of videos that show how this thing works and you can see like oh wow and you can see too on the ones that they have like moving the the actuator on you mm-hmm. can see like wow that thing is already dirty right now yeah <laughs> like so it doesn't uh it's it's a great idea i wish i i kind of almost wish they kind of utilize a turbo that was more similar to like a 60 or like a, mm-hmm. a Duramax, especially a Duramax. We really don't see many failures on the Duramax really VGT don't. turbos, which, uh, or VNT, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, now as far or as if they put a larger actuator on there, that was a little bit more, you're just going to run maybe into the actuator issues is what you're going to okay. run into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cause we on. actually have Cooper bought a, because they use this turbo in various applications. I mean, mm-hmm. on any what I call a red engine, um, so any like Freightliner chassis that's got like a six seven Cummins. If the engine's painted red, that's like a an industrial application. Those have a totally different turbo, mm-hmm. totally different uh, electronics on them. Not all of them have this, but the ones that the one that we had um, was the actuator was literally off of a bracket that's off of the turbo. Then it has an armature that comes from the actuator. That's like a bracket that's like four inches away wow. that will then go to, did you ever see that thing? Uh. Cooper had it in his office forever. I wonder if he still has it. I'm sure he does. We didn't do anything with that's it. That's what that is. Did you see that thing? I've seen it. Yeah. I always wonder what the hell that thing yeah, was. It looks like a six, seven actuator, but yeah. on a different bracket, huh? That's weird. Yeah. Huh? So that's what I've been walking in, into his office for five years. And I just didn't know what that was. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah. That was. So it, there's there's nobody that's done any retrofits on on those actuators to a a, a truck turbo, um, and I I can see why they don't because mm-hmm. for one it's probably really expensive and for two why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so before um, we get into other drop in options or just longevity in general, how okay. to maintain the longevity. Go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about that there is not all of them are exactly the same. I was going to talk like pickup truck and cab chassis stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. So, we obviously, you have your 25 and 3500 Rams, and then you have your 3500 cab and chassis and up. So, 3500, 45, and 5500. Those most of the time we'll use a different type of turbo, especially if it's 13 and up. If it's a 13 and up, yeah. it's going to have a cab and chassis style turbo, hands down. Yeah, there's a good chance if you have like an early. Six seven cab chassis like, I think it's o it's o seven and a half to eleven like mid eleven because eleven mm. is when they switched on cab chassis to stuff def. to yeah to def is mm. mid I I think it's mid model year mid model year eleven I, I don't know the actual date, uh but that's when they switch so if you have a a o seven and a half to let's say ten there's a good chance if it's in a Ram truck chassis. That's going to have the same turbo as a pickup, mm-hmm. but if it's in like a Sterling or a Freightliner or any of those others, it's it just just know you're going to have something different, especially if you have the red engine. Yes, if it's a red engine, then totally different. Totally different. 
And usually for those scenarios, when people call in, that's why we ask them. And sometimes you always feel like you're pulling teeth. We're like, okay, this engine serial number. Yeah. That's all we need. Well, they're just like, this is a Ram 25 or 3500. It's a 3500. Is this, you know, a pickup truck or a cab chassis? Well, it's a dually. Okay. Is this a pickup truck or a cab chassis? Because they may have different turbos. Well, well, it's, it's we six- may talk, let's talk real quick just about a cab chassis. Because okay. as far as a cab chassis truck, everybody has drove by a dealership and seen these. They're usually white. <laughs> there's like 50 of them. There's like 50 of them. And they've got the most basic trim, but they've got no bed on them. Right. Okay. Those are cab chassis trucks. Those trucks are sold specifically for landscape company. Any any company that needs a fleet rig, they're going to put a service bed on it, mm-hmm. a dump box or whatever, flatbed, whatever. Um, those trucks are they're they're obviously produced at a discount because they're not putting a bed on it. And they're and workhorses. They, they're workhorses. And just so everybody's out, everybody knows out there, cab chassis trucks are going to have less horsepower than a standard truck. Fact okay. of the world. And yep. if any dealer tells you that, oh, you could just, you know, put a tuner on it and it'll get back up to the same. It, it's, it, there's a lot of, there's differences. So you just got to keep that in mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can, we can definitely, there's tuners out there available, but it's, it's very important that when you are buying something, you have to disclose it's a cab chassis. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's, there's things that again, if you're just calling, like I bought a Ram 3500 and you know, it has a flatbed on it or whatever. And, you know, you're looking for, you know, injectors. Injectors are different on a cab chassis truck. Okay. So you just got to, and tuner, there's a lot of times there were tuners are different too. Like mm-hmm. an edge tuner off the shelf, like a juice with attitude, not going to work on a cab chassis nope. truck. So you, cab chassis is, is almost just as important as, I don't know, like that should be in the same categories of what engine or not even what engine like automatic or manual or automatic or manual or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is very, very important information Yeah, that a lot of people, maybe uh, there's probably a lot of people that don't even know they have a cab chassis truck. Some of them don't. And unfortunately, a lot of times we run into those on the back end and yeah. it kind of sucks, but yeah. So making sure that you do have the the right turbo for the right truck. So Oh yeah. seven and a half to 12, uh, you said 07 and a half to 11 is a good chance it's going to be a pickup I would just I would turbo. do a hard cut at 10 just hard because 10, okay. I know 11 is like kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hard cut it at 10. There's a good chance, but I would still throw out there, just get your engine serial number. It's right on the engine tag on the engine. There's a white tag. It's just all, it says literal, it'll say ESN. And then it's, I think it's six eight, or seven. It's usually eight is digits. Eight, eight digit number. Yeah, I would say 90% of the time it starts with yeah. five. Yeah, so just just have that number handy that will just verify it. And again, we don't like sending parts out wrong. You don't like receiving parts wrong. So that just kind of just helps ensure that we get you the right part the first time uh, and get your get your work truck back up and running because most of these people that have these trucks are work trucks. So. Absolutely. Okay, so since we kind of went over that, all the failures and all that stuff, one th- a couple things I wanted to go over real quick just on things you can do to extend the time the, mm-hmm. extend the lifespan of these turbos be, how to be proactive how to be proactive exactly obviously oil changes coolant changes making sure you're on top of those quality oil quality coolant don't put cheap stuff in especially if this is something you rely on mm-hmm. just spend the extra money i mean air filter air Make filter sure you're not ingesting crap in there exactly um now as far as aftermarket parts that you can add to the truck to help with this there's a couple things that uh, you can do one tuning. A lot of people don't correlate that with turbo lifespan, but a lot of these companies out there that are building tunes for trucks with emissions intact, their main focus is to try to get this truck as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. They're trying to cut down on regen rates. They're trying to cut down 
on on soot levels and that sort of thing making the engine run as efficiently as possible that's going to cut down your overall soot level which is going to cut down the chances of that cone getting stuck okay mm-hmm. so making sure that you're you're you know you don't have to have tuning of course but it's something that I would I would recommend again. Well, we're not talking about the Ricky Racer tune. Like, no, you, we're you talking about like calibrated power. Uh, cal- we sell calibrated power tuning in either. Uh, and actually, I'm about to add the Easy Link uh, for the 13 and up Cummins from calibrated power. Nice. We already have the EFI from calibrated power, and I will say calibrated power is probably one of the best emissions intact tuning your money can buy. They've been As, in the game the been, longest. They've literally focused on this stuff for the longest amount of time. Um, and it, that's literally what they look for is when they do tuning on these trucks is are we, are we, you know, are we cutting down on the, on the, on, on the, on the times this truck goes into regen or are we increasing it? And maybe mm-hmm. we need to readjust to, 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 you know, to compensate for, for that. So they're, they're coming up on damn near 10 years emissions yeah. intact stuff. Yeah. So that's before a, emissions intact was a thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's something that we, that we sell. Um, that works really, really well. So if you're looking at tuning, and again, I always tell guys, if you're going to go cheap on something, go cheap on an exhaust, go cheap on an intake, not so cheap on an intake, (laughs) but don't go cheap on tuning for Christ's sake. It's what controls your entire engine. (laughs) Like don't go cheap on tuning. (laughs) Like seriously. There there are a couple places you can do that, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like going to the doctor and be like, you know what? I got Corona. We got this guy right here. He says he can fix me in his backyard. <laughs> for, Twelve bucks in a two, case of bush 12 light. Twelve bucks in a case of bush light. Where this doctor might charge a little bit more, but he's got a ventilator and some <laughs> actual meds. Okay, it is seriously tuning. Don't go cheap on tuning. I, it, it almost, it makes me mad. I'm just gonna yeah. say it makes me mad when someone asks for cheap tuning. I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Ruin your truck? Do you like this truck? You want to keep this truck? Don't go cheap on tuning. Yeah. It's um, hard to to try and get people to learn that lesson up front, especially if it's their first diesel truck. Well, especially and, when they get something that's in their hand that's this big that they can't physically see what's happening. They're mm-hmm. trusting what's in the device to to make their engine run correctly. You know, I can I can get it. I get it. Like, okay, it's over what's a thousand different? bucks. Well, yeah. What's what's the difference between this one and this one? When they're yeah. you know, this one's five hundred dollars less. You know, it must be just as good. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not, guys. Your phone's not as good as mine. Your phone, your screen's cracked. Hey, man, I've got a, I've got, I've got a space sloth on here. Okay, that dude's dope. All right, your phone definitely feels cheaper than my phone. <laughs> Kill you. <laughs> um, so tuning is a good one. Uh, one that I really want to get my hands on and play with and actually see the difference because I've heard about it for so long is water methanol. Dude, we've talked about that before. It'll clean the EGR system if you can. You know, anything that cleans EGR, and also let me back up a little bit. A lot of people don't know if they look at their service manual for their 07 and a half and newer truck that has emissions. Did you know there's actually a, an interval for cleaning the EGR? Like that's a thing. Huh. Yeah. Is like every like seventy five k or something. I think like it's that? sixty thousand. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I I used to do them. There was a big five gallon bucket of cleaning material that you would take the entire EGR system off and you would soak it in that for like a half a day. And that would loosen up all the soot and then you would wash it out in like the parts cleaner or whatever the heck we had. I can't remember at the time what they had. But um, that is an actual 
thing that they that Cummins recommends doing. And I'm sure there's a ton of people that don't do that. I'm sure there's a ton. So, um, so maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. It's always that's always a key with anything. I mean, a lot of issues can be stopped with just simple maintenance. Um, good tuning, putting good mm-hmm. tuning in the truck that can definitely help. Not idling it. You got to understand you have a truck with emissions filters. It's not designed to idle for an extended period of time. I know in some in some industries and some people, you know, have a hard time with that, which I get. If you're going to idle it, keep your exhaust brake on all the time. Mm-hmm. The more you can get that cone and that turbo to move, it, it, it's going to be freer. Yeah. It's, it, once you get it in a static position for a long period of time, soot buildup can happen. And it, when once soot buildup builds up, you're going to stop the stop the the movement of that of that cone and you're going to you're going to start feeling it in your wallet. Okay, we're going to get to dropping upgrades, but I, I think yeah. I have like one or two things to add. Okay. Okay, so the mileage when these things typically fail. Um for most normal guys, if you're getting I'd say 120 to 150 out of it and you're not conscious about it, you're not trying to prolong it, you pretty much got your money out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, there are guys that where it fails sooner, guys where it fails later. Folks that seem to have a stock turbo that lasts like 300k, hot shotters that work their trucks yep. every day are religious about maintenance, and the exhaust brake is on 24 seven. Yeah, I'm not saying like you need to go out there and just like rev your engine in the driveway with the exhaust brake on because it's not going to actuate. Really, it's not going to actuate. <laughs> but that and the polar opposite of what and and I I literally have a guy that's called in a couple times and bought multiple turbos from me and I feel bad for him. He has a dump truck. It's either a dump truck or a wrecker that sits literally like 11 months out of the year yeah and he goes through a turbo like every other year yeah and i'm just like dude just take it off take it off for a rip (laughs) like seriously give it to your 16 year old kid and tell him to just go just just run the piss out of it for a minute right yeah and it just so it's it's one of those things where if you neglect it if you don't use it kind of like a girlfriend yeah (laughs) she's gonna come back and bite you in the rear yeah she gone (laughs) she gone you gotta pay attention to it yep okay so uh let's get into so it's time to actually replace your full turbo yeah so it's time to replace it there's a lot of really cool upgrades out there um problem i mean there's we've got upgrades from industrial injection fleece bd calibrated power i think calibrated power i didn't look there it's coming out soon if it's not out already ats ats um there's a ton of guys out there doing upgrades on these which is great Increasing airflow with a larger compressor wheel um, can definitely help with that air fuel mixture to get things cleaner. That's that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. One thing that you that that I would always consider looking for when looking for a aftermarket VGT turbo to put back on your truck, um, look and see if the exhaust wheel is modified. Because there's another issue with these turbos mm-hmm. that I and I purposely didn't talk about it now because or talk about it earlier because I want to talk about it now with an upgrade is drive pressure. Mm-hmm. Drive pressure is a killer on these trucks. We've seen head gasket failures with them. Um, it's a it, when that turbo is in its small position and then you've got that super restrictive exhaust manifold, your drive pressures are through the roof. Mm-hmm. Drive pressures will increase the pressure in your cylinder because it's it drive pressure is like on a gas engine back pressure, okay? Right. It's the pressure in between the head and the turbo mm-hmm. or the cylinder and the turbo or whatever you want to call Basically, it. Basically, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when you have a, a turbo that's acting super small and that's trying to get up and going, that that drive pressure is through the roof for a, a point in, for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. After a while or after maybe even if you're towing really heavy, really heavy, you can run into head gasket failures because it's literally overpressurizing the cylinder when yeah. it's trying to build boost. 
So it's restricting the exhaust side to create more velocity of air getting into the turbo to get everything up and moving. And then you've got boost that's being built that's being forced into the cylinder. So you've got, you literally got pressure from both sides. And that's when you can run into to issues uh, <clears throat> with... <laughs> He's got a question. Go ahead. Tyler. Yeah. I feel like there's something that can help maybe change the RPM of where you're cruising and yeah. maybe help out with drive pressure. Gears. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about that before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's it. That's all I want to say. No, seri- <laughs> but, no, it's seriously an issue. And when we're talking trucks with emissions intact, um, there's... Uh, you can't necessarily put like a, a, a wastegate on the exhaust side mm-hmm. uh, for the drive pressure. So, which, which is okay that you can't because the, the, the EGR cooler kind of acts as somewhat of a damper for that. I mean, a little bit, but you don't want to rely on that no. because that itself has got coolant in it. You don't want that to break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, it's something where if you're looking at an aftermarket VGT turbo, and the one that comes to mind is BD's, uh, the BD Screamer. Ooh. That yeah, it's a, it's an awesome turbo. We have had literally such good. We have had such good luck with that charger. That's what's on Howie. That's what's on Howitzer. Um, they, I think they run new actuators on those. Mm-hmm. It is a reman turbo, but it's built by BD. They've got their the BD's uh, facility as far as building turbos. I would say is probably one of the best in the country mm-hmm. uh, or North America. I should say they've got. They're one of the only facilities that actually has. A, a balancing machine that you that they test with a turbo intact versus there's a lot of you'll see videos out there of guys balancing turbo uh, you know uh, turbo shafts um, outside of the turbo mm-hmm. which is okay but it's not as good as inside the turbo it's so actually they, fully running it yeah they're yeah, yeah they're, they talk they talk about the noises this machine makes which I, I want to actually get up there and hear this thing because I want to see it because I think mm-hmm. this is um, they got that after I went up there, uh, for like the drags or something, went through mm-hmm. the, um, little tour and whatnot. But, um, BD does an excellent job at building turbos. And in fact, most, pretty much all their turbos that we sell, um, the failure rates on them are very, very low. I and can count them on my hand and yeah. they've been like freak. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, you couldn't recreate if you wanted to. Yeah. So you look for companies like that and they are addressing that turbine wheel. I think it's mm-hmm. a 70 millimeter turbine they do, wheel. Do, they do some work uh, on the turbine wheel. Or something like that. I believe um, ATS also does some work on the turbine yeah. wheel, but as far as like what we've had on our trucks here that work the best so far, yeah. hands on BD well, screamer. Yeah. Especially with, you know, anything with a, a modified turbine wheel that that helps with dropping that drive pressure. That is key. That is key on these trucks. So yeah, again, if you're going to look for one, look for one that has that. And that has either a, a brand new actuator or a reman whole set one. Mm-hmm. And you should be good to go. As long as Pro you tip, uh, replace your exhaust manifold at the same time, especially if you're doing an upgraded turbo. Yes. Do an exhaust manifold yeah, along that with helps it. the drive pressure a ton. It helps drop drive pressure, helps you light it up faster. And typically when you have a better working turbo, you drop EGTs as a byproduct. Yes. So just... Remember all of that, and as, well, I don't remember all of that. Like we just gave you yeah. like a two-question <laughs> quiz or something like that. But uh, this is going to be on the final next week. <laughs> also, I mean, if, if you're trying to take it off, a lot of people will take off the turbo and manifold at the same time. That factory manifold's a one piece. If you've been putting this thing through heat cycles, that that factory manifold it ain't going back on. She's yeah, warped. and that, honestly, that's the only way I recommend taking a turbo off yep. those trucks because they're a pain in the butt. Take it off with a manifold. You can get yep. it back on, but just buy a new one. Yeah. Trust me, it'll just help you out in the long run too. Again, drop and drive pressure is key on those engines. So absolutely, yeah. This so, is kind of a long one, but I feel like this this episode was long overdue. 
I do too. I do too. And again, I apologize for the listeners out there, but uh, as far as trying to picture what we're talking about here, but just hop on YouTube, uh, shoot me an email. If you want me to shoot you a video, I'll shoot you a video. What I, what, what I would recommend looking at, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Um, yeah. Keep those turbos alive, people. Make sure, you know what? If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to try the whole thing where people talk about like leaving a comment and stuff like that. Leave a comment below. Leave a comment if you like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we're far off from being able to get a turbo in here in our hands and potentially take it apart. Yeah. So leave a comment below. Leave a comment below if you want to do that. Because <laughs> if we have enough comments, then I can justify it and I can make it happen. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. on that note, um, this is kind of a long one. I don't know if you have a special rant you want to get out or not, but I, I'm, I don't. I, okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All I got to say is uh, just treat your truck right and hopefully it'll treat, treat you right. All that kind of good stuff. And Yeah. Thanks for watching. Tune in, like, subscribe, do all the good things. and Yeah, let's move us up in the ranks, yo. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> America. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.